Hey, this is Chris Sanchez, and you're listening to Factually Speaking, a CastBox original podcast. The show where we talk about interesting facts with interesting people. Hey, guys. Welcome to Factually Speaking. I'm Chris. I'm here with... <laughs> so we're live streaming this one, too. So Chris for everyone who's watching on a live stream, we're recording a podcast. Sorry. Instagram. Factually Speaking. I like that. Name. Yeah. You like, I didn't come up with it. I that. was going to ask. Okay. No, well, not me. Now I know. Did you just come up with that like <laughs> on the spot? No, I wish I did. But you it had wasn't. a think tank that worked on it. It was Amy Evangelista. Love you. Ooh. My 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 friend. Oh yeah. Amy. The we one with the brainstorm. Hydro flask. Yeah, yeah, she has a hydro flask. I'm a like custom an encyclopedia of useless information. So ditto, you brought ditto. the perfect guy to factually speak. In. This is that's me amazing. as well. Amazing. Um, uh, and I'm here with Briars. Yeah, I'm Did I here. say that yet? I don't know if I said no, that. No, you didn't. Okay, I'm here with Briars. You <laughs> well, did like, not you, introduce like, me. I would minute, remember. Are you like a prince? Like you just go by Briars and that's it? To him, I guess. Briars what? <laughs> Should we? Briars Newman. Oh, I thought it was Everyone like Paul, knows. Paul Newman, <laughs> Lorraine <laughs> Newman, Randy. I don't know any other famous Briars besides the ice cream. So now Briars I know Newman one. seems Yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's a great name. B-R-I-E-R-S. Shout out to my great There's a woman great who works in my building that I see every morning when I walk by in the leasing agent's office. Her name's Isia. And I'm like, I see you, I see you. That's funny. Her, that's really her name? I see you. I thought it was a beautiful day, but I was like, but it's sounded tricky. it out. It's, it's like, I see you. Did you I see, see you? I see you. That's so. You know, so many friends are like, did you see her though? Yeah. I see, <laughs> I see, I see, I saw her. I see you. I see it. It's like the but band. It. It's like the band, the band. <laughs> did anyone ever, I wasn't reading. I'm sorry if someone. Um, before, oh yeah, I can't, hold on. And before, if, we're here with one other person because I didn't introduce you either. I'm here with Steve Ward. Uh, Steve, a little bit about him. Fascinating. Oh, you have photos. No, I have a graph that okay. I will get. That That's I will what get I, I interpreted the graph as photos. I have a, small, have a, a small little thing. You know what? This is my private paper. What no is one a else graph is allowed to look at it. It's like a dossier. Uh, <laughs> graph of your, your celebrity That's power. That's a thick file. What do you so know about it's me? It's two pages, you guys. <laughs> wow. So he uses nice Steve, paper, too. You use nice paper. Steve is a matchmaker, company master matchmakers. You might actually know him. From VH1, Tough Love. If uh, you are, in fact, ancient. You know, I... think I, that's what I saw. I think that's what I let's know talk you about from. That for Five a plus years ago? Well, well, what years was it on TV? 2009 to 2013. Oh, I'm definitely there. That's a generation okay. ago now in this society. No, but that's like... It is, but it was the prime VH1 generation. That was... You had Tough Love. VH1 was all about, like, love shows. Tough Love, Flavor of Love. Rock of Love. Rock of Love. New York Goes to Work. I love New York. There do you more? know her? I do. I met her on Famously Single. Lovely woman. What's okay? Famously, famously <laughs> single. Like this what is where show is that? It's, it's on new. My TV restrictions as a child are hurting me. <laughs> we fam- weren't allowed to watch TV on the weekdays. I just want to get that out there. No, Famously Single nights. is on. <laughs> so I'm like, up in a box <laughs> where they have <laughs> pretty much famously single people all live together in a house working with, uh, I believe Dr. Jen is her name, if my memory serves me correctly. Wonderful woman. And um, really, I think the network is just secretly hoping they all hook up with each other, which How famous? Happens. Like, who was someone uh, memorable? I thought it was Polly, but it's Ronnie, Ronnie from oh, Jersey Shore, okay, right? okay, yeah. Once yeah, you say, uh-huh. I know Jersey Shore, kind of. Yeah, yeah. and then there's the girl who's um, famous for being Khloe Kardashian's friend. Another oh, the twin? Oh, there's a twin. Yeah, oh. Malik. Malika. Yeah, yeah. Malika. Very pretty girl. She's a twin. I know a lot about the family. I just know twins. Do you? Wow. No, there not, we go. Not really. A little bit. 
Well, um, I don't know when, when did this show film? Tough Love? Yeah, uh, or Famously Single? Famously Single. I, you know what? I was filming the day Donald Trump won the election. Okay. Okay. So you were filming one, Tough Love. It was a, no, I was famously. filming Famously Single. Oh. It was it was jaw dropping. We were all watching the scene, and the results are coming in, and we're, everyone's like panicking, like like there's a meteor coming on Earth, like it's about to hit us any second. No, he's really gonna win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, was there anyone? Because yeah. I feel like I it's, it was a people would be hesitant to be happy about it. Like even if you were happy, you have to pretend like you're really upset. Especially Everybody was in, devastated, especially in California on a set of a Southern television California. production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one's on. No one's. A so fan. no one was like happy about. Devastated. It would be interesting to fly on a plane and like drop into different cities because like I'm from North Carolina and I'm sure certain areas. Yeah, different reaction. There was like a cloud over LA. Oh yeah, no one. It was darkness. Everyone just looked somber, like there'd been a death Oof. in the family. Um, so what were you doing on the show? On famously single? Yeah, uh, it was a lock and key party, and I was basically matching up the famously single cast with other not so famously single people that I okay. thought that maybe they could be a match for. How so. did you so? In the process, generally speaking, the process, the process, generally speaking, how do you know, like you get guys who want to find love and you get girls who want to find love and you just choose from your clients? Who Are you talking you? about in the real world? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the real world. Yeah. Um, this is true of any matchmaking service you go to, right? Like you can hire the matchmaker and then they owe you whatever it is you paid them for. Uh, or you just join their database and they represent you passively and they're not really looking out for your best interest and they mm. more or less use you to satisfy their obligations to their paying clients. Mm -hmm. So my my service isn't any different. Men or women will hire me from all over the country, um, old, young, black, white, thin, thick, you name it. Do they take a test of some kind? Uh, yeah, it's it's test? the it's the do I like you enough to work for you test. So. Like you, you test yeah, like them. Me. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. It's like any other high-end agency, you know? It's oh. like, I'm not, you're not going to just take anybody off the street. It's like, oh, I'm a bottle. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're going to say, it's got to be worth it to me to work for you. And there needs to be a return on my investment. Because essentially, the longer someone is around, the harder we got to work, right? Because a lot of matchmakers, they'll they'll sell you a, a period of time, right? Six months, a year, or whatever. And, oh, we'll give you... 10 matches, 12 matches, blah, blah, blah. But they give you very little information. No photos, no profile to read over. They don't even let you speak to them before you meet in a lot mm -hmm. of cases. No background checks, none of that stuff. We're, we're the total opposite. I tell people we're like the TSA for your love life. You know, we, we, we're, Oh, I like that. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we, we give you a little pre-check before anybody will go out with you. So we make sure they look like their photos. They're not lying about their age or their identity. They're not really in a relationship. We do criminal and financial background checks to make sure, like, you know, there's nothing for you to worry about. It's in mm. their past. And then we represent them in good faith and good conscience saying, hey, this is somebody we think you should want to meet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the client has the prerogative. And they're like, ah, that's not really someone I'm interested in. Or, okay, give them my number. Let's see. And so we arrange for them to speak. They get comfortable and acquainted over the phone. And if they get together and meet, we'll count that as a match. So we sell a number of matches. Okay. And, and we price it. Yeah. We price it like based on your needs or... and your budget. Interesting. Mm. What it, does the average person spend for a year? For 12 matches. Or... Uh, what well, does the person pay for love? So I, I, I have a baseline package for like, like someone like Briar here. She's a beautiful young woman. Briars. 
Breyers. <laughs> um, you're like, you're no, but like, you you're, for- you're very marketable, right? So I would think, unless you're like uber picky. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, say penny. Then, yeah. That I, uh, then I would probably like price her for like 2500 Okay. Which would be, you know, I'd give her a, a coaching program first just to prep her. That's what I would pay. You would pay that, yes. If you wanted us to work for you. Now, by the way, you know, I that's a, a fair baseline value for mm-hmm. a service where, you know, we think you're going to be fairly easy to match. You're not too right. difficult, right? And with just a little bit of coaching, like we expect you to to put your best foot forward when we set you up with the kind of coaching. guy you want to meet. Yeah, by the way, I give coaching to a lot of people. Like I've coached celebrities, I've coached like professional athletes and all kinds of people. And it's, it's just, it's just to kind of give them some like react, like a little reality. Like it's like, Hey, how you you're know, coming across and yeah. And also like, that also like, what do you think that person is going to think? Like, let me tell you what they're going to think. Like the person you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me tell you what they're all about. And let me tell you what kind of person they would have to be to want to willfully go into a relationship with you, like in good faith. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So like I got a client right now. He's a very wealthy, very successful man. He's 78 years old. Oh. He can hold a plank for four minutes. He can run the 40-yard dash OMG. in 10 seconds. Right? Guy's in incredible shape for someone his age. But he wants to meet a woman in her early 50s. Like, 20 plus years younger than him. Yeah. Did you charge him a lot? Yeah. yeah. Charge, yeah. charge him a lot of money. Because he's asking for yeah. a very yeah. narrow yeah. You know what? This guy, this guy has like a, like a cohabitation agreement already written out. Uh, Wait, is that sort of, isn't that what they do when that, there's that site? What's it called? Sugar um, Daddy? No, it's uh, Seeking actually. Arrangement. Seeking Arrangement. Can, you can look for just a cohabitation. Well, this like, is a guy your- who, this is a guy who's not going to get married again, right? He's got a lot of dependents. Right. But he also knows like what he's looking for is fairly superficial. Right. He's mm-hmm. an ageist. Right. So, yeah. Meanwhile, like what what's in it? Like it's with to him for knowing, like for being this very generous so too. aware <laughs> his 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 agreement is super generous. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, I wouldn't mind taking that agreement if I, could, right. you know, yeah, I'm like, hmm. yeah, it's pretty agreeable. But, you know, but then you get other people, you get other people who are like, oh, you know, like a, a young woman or a young man in their late 20s, early 30s. You know, they're tall, they're attractive, they're they're physically fit, they're successful, they're educated, they're looking to meet their equal. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Now I just want to meet someone on my level. Do you think that's mm-hmm. harder than Well, you know what it is, is that ninety-nine out of a hundred women who hire me will say, I gotta meet a guy who makes as much money as I do, if not more. And mm-hmm. yet I've never had a guy tell me that. Interesting. Oh yeah, because they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. But do they care if the woman makes significantly more? Does that make them a little insecure? No, there's a lot of guys out there and, and the studies will all show you that the numbers are like doubling. Like like every five, if you look at Pew Research data about the number of stay-at-home dads, mm-hmm. like it's skyrocketing. Men, men are just saying, hey, baby, go, go take on the world. I'll, I'll be here with the kids playing video games. I just saw that women are shit. like, have just so out nice. in the workforce they now, are, number one. Dude, guys are cruising, especially like, especially like tall guys that like got good genes, you know, tall they're guys, smart. Uh-huh. They're looking, women are just looking at them and be like, yep, you'll, give me, you'll give me good babies. <laughs> How does height come up? Is height... It's the number one. Friars, it's the number no, one. I have come from a heightist family, which I've just started to realize that like they don't they don't care about height, but like they talk about it a lot. And everyone's really tall. And, and yeah, your family's tall for a reason. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I happen my dad to think, told my mom and was like, no. On behalf of, on behalf of all the littler, littler men out there, I would tell you that heightism is a real it's thing. It's real. It's a real this thing. Is, by the way, I not coming because Steve, don't get confused. Steve is not a short person. Right. This is not on behalf of your exactly. group because uh, you're, t- what, six, so two, six, six, three and a half. Six, three, okay. Oh, okay. I'm feeling pretty good. But, you know, the thing is, my wife is a heightist, but she's six foot tall. Oh, See, wow. she has the right to be. Yeah, yeah she's she tall. earned that. You know, it's like saying I, I'd like to meet someone similar, right? But the thing is that I joke, um, if there's only 1% of men in the U.S. that are over six foot three. So only one percent of how men. How tall are you? Six three and three quarters. He's like, you made it. Boom. You made it. You're in the one percent. Yeah. And, and by the way, that is easily the most attractive quality to women, even more so than intelligence. Right. So the average height of U.S. presidents, <laughs> dumb tall man, is six foot one. I think yeah. six one and a half now that o- Obama and Trump were Trump both well tall, over yeah. six one. Yeah. Um, but the average height of men in this country is five nine and a half. Which wow, you're five eight. Bars. I'm five eight. Oh, you're tall. So I need, but I yeah. The I average like height that. of women you in this country is five heels. four and a half. Wow. But, but you know what's four. crazy? The average weight of women in this country is one sixty five. Wow. Five four and a half one sixty five is the average size woman. Wow. I mean, I believe that. I think we're just sold lies in the media because we, yeah. we see we see what's not reality all the time. Right. Yeah. And. We, so that shocks us. Like we were saying earlier, we live somewhere too where this is yes. not real. No. Well, now, and plus, uh, sadly, the rest of the world now lives on social media and Instagram right. yeah. more than anything. So that's also warping their perspective. You know, this Absolutely. is kind of related, not related to dating, but the amount of people having rhinoplasty mm-hmm. has gone up because of the increase in selfies. Mm-hmm. And a selfie makes your nose look 30% larger on average. So, so everyone so, thinks they need a nose job. So I call that, and you've heard it here first, everybody, that's called depth perspective, mm-hmm. right? It's like sw- it's like scuba diving, right? And and you're like 100 feet below the water, but it looks like you're 300 feet below the surface because you you use, you use lose your sense of depth, mm-hmm. right, in, in water. Uh-huh. And I think people lose their sense of depth on social media. And, and people have depth perspective problems because they get so deep into social yeah. media. They, they feel like this is normal. normal. Like, yeah. no, that is really yeah, distorted. Yeah. 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 So depth perspective. It's mm. so interesting I feel like you not only do you have to make matches, but you probably play sort of psychologist to some of these people mm-hmm. too, because oh. you, everyone thinks they know themselves and what they're looking for when they walk in. And you're like, by the way, your idea of yourself is like totally not mm-hmm. like I heard this what you're stat putting. Recently like when you're that ninety off. was it like ninety seven percent of people think they're like nicer than the average person yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. It's like we all think. Yeah, yeah, we all think we're better than we are nicer. Those are called delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, and so, yes, to your point, when I was first asked to do Tough Love, uh, it was, it was uh, I was first contacted by Miyoshi, who is now a big executive at Lifetime. And she was just a development manager at High Noon at the time. And it was, uh, it was the summer of 2017, so like June of 2017. I was 26. You kid. already had your business at that point, and my that's mom, why you were started approached? Our company. Okay. Yeah, my okay. mom's been matchmaking since I could crawl. So okay. she's been doing it my whole life, and I joined her right out of college. Okay. And I had been doing it with her for almost three and a half years, mm-hmm. maybe four years by that point. But we had already expanded out of Philadelphia into D.C. and into New York, and I was, I was working for women that wanted to know a male perspective. 
Right. And, and at the time, you know, I wasn't half bad looking. I mean, my, my looks have faded in the last 15 Still years. Still not half bad looking. Yeah. But what yeah. I was- Live streaming people. Look at Steve is <coughs> an attractive person. I've, re- I've retired. Just a lot of I'm waves. Mar- I'm married. He's not, he's taken. I've, I've retired from having to be good looking. Though <laughs> 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 no, now That's I just try to keep is. up with my wife. Um, <laughs> no, but so I, I was, it, it was at a point in time in our, the maturation of our business that- I was this younger guy who was taller and single and the women felt like I could identify with what they were looking for. So I could give them perspective from that male, right? Mm -hmm. Like what, what is that guy thinking about me is pretty much what the women started asking. And so it just kind of came along with the matchmaking process, like giving them feedback and telling them what the men are going to say. And then having the, the examples of matches to draw from because these men would have to meet their mutually exclusive criteria, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the guys looked at their her photos and her profile and they, they got all the information. And so they said, yeah, okay, I'm willing to meet her. And the girl looked at his photos and his profile and read all the information and said, okay, I'm, I'm willing to meet him. And so we exchanged phone numbers and if that goes well, they decide to meet. So it's, it's, it's like a clinical trial. I mean, it's a controlled mm-hmm. environment. And so what happens is after you go out with three different guys that you chose to meet, that chose to meet you, and don't know each other and aren't sharing notes. They're not conspiring against you, but yeah. they all happen to come back and say the same thing. It's like your own little focus what's group. The, yeah. What's you the know? common denominator? It's exactly yeah. it. And so I almost became like a dating pathologist from 15 years of gathering that anecdotal feedback from every introduction. So you check in after the dates with oh, both yeah. sides. Oh, and we get call feedback. that a feedback loop. Yeah, it goes in with every match. And then we'll and tell you. you tell the girl, oh, yeah. like, all oh. three guys found you to be a little over talkative. Or you don't look like your photos. <laughs> okay. Or you, you know. <laughs> no, I just, just maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> yeah. You didn't listen. That was such okay. Okay. <laughs> Can take feedback. Yeah. Interesting. That's exactly what we do. Which is oh, what you don't would, get online, don't, right? Yeah. So it's so funny. Right before I walked in here, I was listening to this big, you know, in, in industry insider conference call. That's what I was doing in the lobby. And all these, you know, eggheads from the different companies out there have all their analytics and their numbers are all talking about how Match is doing and Tinder and Bumble and all mm-hmm. these other companies and everything. And they're about to get squashed by Facebook. Like just in, Facebook in is the starting dating a game? dating service? Oh yeah. I didn't Wait, Facebook's no. starting a dating service. Did you know? I didn't know that. <laughs> I just got chills. No. Are you excited about that? I'm like terrified. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it Actually, is. That's it why I don't have photos on Facebook. Because you, I feel like I you get to control what you put up on your Tinder and and Bumble and whatever. But you get to control Facebook. Facebook, I, just Facebook already, I feel like knows so much about everyone. Well, let's, well, let's that's put their it this fault. Way. They right. gave it to them. <laughs> they give it this you know. way. There's, I have a lot of issues with myself. They they say that there's like 120 million single adults in the United States, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And they say that the entire matchmaking industry. Is is worth about two point five, two point six. Some some people say it's worth a little bit more, but this is the entire that. dating industry in the United States. So we're talking about, on average, right? Like maybe three dollars a person is the value of the of the singles market today, mm-hmm. right? Is basically kind of like sort of how Facebook looks at it, and they're like, wait a minute, but you have people paying. $49.99 a month for a match.com subscription. Yeah. So they just look at it mm-hmm. as this huge untapped market that's completely underserved by the match.com conglomerate, right. the monster that exists. Match.com is the biggest? Match owns everybody. Match owns Tinder. Match owns Plenty of Fish. They own OkCupid. They own- But not Bumble. 
Bumble's the Bumble's only free. one that they don't own. And Bumble's free initially. Yeah, Bumble's you can the- like pay for more They're- access and upgrades. Bumble and Tinder are oh, in a nasty, nasty court battle right now. Like that's costing each one of them tens of millions of dollars. Why? Well, Bumble thinks that it's because. Match wanted to acquire them and they weren't willing to sell for the price that Match wanted. So then Match was like, well, we own the patent for the swipe. And so we're going to sue you. Because of Tinder. Yeah. So they're going to say, we're going to sue you for patent infringement and, you know, whatever. And it's just a way to force them to settle the lawsuit if they think they're going to lose and then accept the offer and be acquired, which is normal. So J-Date did that to J-Swipe. Oh. So so J-Date sued J-Swipe because they're like, we we own the J with anything after it. For, for dating. And they're and both the, Jewish. Yeah, and, and the founders for J-Swipe were like, all right, fine. And then they, they caved and then J-Date acquired them and now funny. they became it. So it's, it's a common tactic. But here's the thing. Match.com, it, it's like, it makes like maybe 800 million a year, 900 million. That's nothing compared to Facebook. Yeah. Nothing. And Facebook, what's interesting is they aren't going to lose out on people actually being matched. Like a lot of these dating apps, they lose business if people are not single. So they are kind of designed to keep you single by like you swipe, you match. You're not encouraged to really message people. Hopefully you don't. You and no one See, often on Bumble, does. I think you are. But they also encourage you to stay on, I've heard, because um, the algorithm works. So like the more active you are, you get better people Well, what, <laughs> or what, more to your taste. What companies like Bumble are doing, and eHarmony tried it unsuccessfully, is they, they try to branch into other areas of people's lives where it's tangential to your, your single life, mm. right? So networking. So, yeah, Bumble Biz and exactly. like the Friends, Bumble BFF. Yeah, they even have a co-working space, Bumble does. Yes. So they're, they're trying to monetize. On, and they had something on Melrose yeah. place. The one thing but. that none of these companies have ever been able to do successfully and effectively, especially at scale, is provide a personal service. E-Harmony tried and failed. They what a, you do. Yeah. yeah. E-Harmony yeah. had a program called EH Plus where they would charge $5,000 and they would basically suggest matches to you based upon like a matchmaker who looks at your photo and photos of people that their algorithms say that you're a match with. Mm-hmm. And then they suggest them over email. And then the person has to say like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You can give them my number. And they opt in over email. And then the other person will get your phone number and you're being matched by psychologists. I know this because I've hired a few of those people to work for me now since they closed down that program. It was very unsuccessful. There's another big company called Three Day Rule, which is based out here. And I don't blame them. They have a they they mean well, but I personally don't believe that their model is effective because the person that sold you the service is expected to provide you the service, and yet they're really motivated by their commission structure. So they really would rather be selling more customers than servicing the ones they've already sold. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like it's a good business model. So, but it's a, but it's a it's a large service that Match.com actually invested into, and they usually do a uh, an investment strategy like they just did with Hinge where. They buy a substantial stake in the company, and then after a year, they have an option to acquire the whole company. So they could own Hinge if they wanted to. They already bought Hinge. Oh. Match.com has Hinge. Yeah, Match, Match basically owns every. What about Coffee Meets except- Bagel? That's so just a random. What's so funny about them <laughs> is heard that, of that one? No. I, I just know a lot of friends that have. I think they just raised stake. another eighteen million dollars or so. Um, which Match. Means- no, or, Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh. So which They're means their that, own conglomerate? They're it's, no, it's these three girls in San Francisco, these three sisters. Go girls. Yeah, it's just these three sisters in San Who Francisco. Like, let's just get coffee. And, well, they call, it, they, call it, they call it Coffee Meets Bagels because the idea is like they feel like if you're in the office talking about a guy you just met, like it, 
people might overhear and eavesdrop. But if you say like, how was your bagel today? It was like, oh, great bagel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's like, code it was meant word. to be code. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the landscape of this particular industry. Yeah. Sadly, it's very underserved. Mm -hmm. And Facebook is moving in to try to say, hey, we have all this information about you. Can we use it to determine compatibility with other single Facebook users? Opt in if you're interested. So it does say it's an optional thing. Oh, a thousand okay. percent. And by the way, it's going to be another mm. standalone product from Facebook that doesn't use your Facebook profile. So oh, it's not going to use your Facebook it, profile. It, it, you, it'll, use your, it'll use your data. Okay. And it will allow you to construct your Facebook dating profile, which is completely You'll separate. You'll create a separate dating yeah. profile. Yeah. And then you can also set settings. Mm. So it's like, don't show me to my friends. Don't show me to friends of my friends. <laughs> don't show I me mean, to anyone I in America. <laughs> already picture everyone's status who's listed as married. All of a sudden it's going to disappear. These people are going well, to get rid of their message. Well, no, he's right. going to start joining, secretly Hi, joining the Facebook dating. <laughs> so, which, you know, Ashley Madison is like a massive scam. I think what most oh, yeah. of the women were. Bots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but with gosh. to your point, Hinge it's actually upsetting. is set up so that if your status is anything but single, you can't use the app. So they make you set your Facebook status oh, to single in order to good. use your app. Oh. Yeah. But now they're, they're acquired by Match. Look, well, Match so many are attached to Facebook. Or is Facebook going to release their connection? Because I know, like, in order to do Bumble, you had to have a Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it was hinged the same way because it used your Facebook friends. Yeah. And now that they know that Facebook's moving into the category and eventually Facebook's just going to cut off access to all the dating yeah. apps at once. And, it's going to mess them up. And by the way... Facebook is diabolical about it, right? Like they acquired a company in February called Confirm.io, which does document scanning, photo ID document scanning. And companies like DoorDash and Notarize.com and Identity.com were using this vendor. As soon as Facebook acquired them, 10 days, they shut off the service to everybody that was using them in 10 days. So companies like Identity.com literally went out of business overnight. They were owned by GoodHire. GoodHire is like, look, rather than pivot and try to find another vendor to replace them, we're just going to sell the asset, Identity.com. And they sold it to some crypto company. I saw Civic. the social Jeez. network. I don't know where that's coming from. Did you? I did. Yeah. That's one of the few movies I actually have Cutthroat. seen. Cutthroat. Yeah, I... That's company. I'm, yeah. I'm scared to like post about Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Right. These days. Why, are you yeah. worried about them like coming after you? <laughs> well, just because I know, not like, not sending Fair like enough. mercenaries, but well, I do know they cut like reach on their platform if they don't like your page, if they don't like the websites you yeah. post. Like, and YouTube does the same thing now too. Like they're like very, all this whole, which by the way is, okay, I personally have a grievance with some of these superstars that have, I mean, it's not a grievance, it's envy. I'll be honest. Oh, I'm just envious. Like, they, like, you oh, know like that kid, Ryan, the, the toy opener kid on YouTube? Uh, the child? Is he a child? He opens presents. Yeah, it's, I think it's called Ryan's, like Ryan opens toys or something yeah, like something that. Like that. Yeah, something like that. Kids make it like nine million a year opening presents. Like, you can't even rub a genie lamp. In right. that. Hi. Okay, Aladdin, what's your first wish? Crazy. Uh, my first wish is to be paid nine million dollars a year to open gifts. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Come on. No, I agree. All the influencers who make millions for just do, doing that. Kylie ad. Jenner, $900 <sighs> million. We've talked about her. So I read something the it's other upsetting. day. I read something the other day that The Rock now negotiates uh, separate social media promotion contracts in addition to his normal PR for his movies. Where he agrees to like post, to post a certain amount, stuff. to make videos. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I think they get. I mean, that's smart, but also obnoxious. I think some of the Kardashians get like 200 or something for Her one, post. one image it's on just Instagram. Great. I mean, because it would be, it would really, I just would love to be in a world where I could just sit there and be like, honey, 
You feel like going to Sancho Pay next week? <laughs> yeah, I do. Hold on, let me just ad. post something. Corbell <laughs> can't live without it. Ching. All right, and honey. they send you what to post. It's copy and pasted because I remember once like um, Scott Disick messed it up and it like included the okay, just make sure you post this at three p.m. Oh, yeah. and then like quickly deleted it and all these. Dumbo's on Instagram were like, wait, he didn't write that himself. No, they send sometimes, <laughs> depending on who, who it is, sometimes they send like very specific, this is the, <laughs> the more simple tense to write. Copy oh, this. Like they want it this. word for word. Right. Yeah. At a certain time, because they're, you know, seeing which time people, most people are on Instagram in certain, you know, sections. But what's crazier is that Facebook owns Instagram, right? And now... By, by law, you're supposed to say when it's an ad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and nobody yeah, does yeah. it. Nobody does it. But yet, meanwhile, they're getting all this regulatory scrutiny about privacy and this and that and all these other things. And yet you would think that the FCC would go, or FTC would go in there and be like, wait a minute. There's a lot of people making money here and nobody's saying that it's advertising. Right. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, isn't that probably the next thing they ought to get looked at for? And just slid these giant checks. It's, you so know, much money. it's so, there's a, a weird balance when it comes to that because- like for my page, for example, sometimes there are things that I'd post anyway that I will, a company will be like, hey, we'll give you money if you post this. Mm-hmm. And I like the content. So am I supposed to then say hashtag like ad because I was paid, even though no, I would have if, done if it I were, free? If I were your business manager, I'd go and whore myself out the Snapple. <laughs> like, yeah, Snapple. People be loving these Uber facts. Don't you think we should put some Uber facts underneath inside, that cap? Yeah. Right. Boom, ski. Get your little branding inside the Snapple cap. And the I next know. thing you're doing, you're putting Do they still do awesome. the facts in yeah. their tops? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they should just say Uber facts under them. Yeah. And, and get them you from you. should promote Snapple like once a day or something. Oh some my shit. gosh. Yeah, that'd be so, guys, you would just have all the Snapple sent to you. Your living room would be filled with Snapple. So far. I'm like imagining like a Snapple couch and like all this, like a Snapple blanket. And here, this is all be brought to you by Snapple. The walls will be orange. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many flavors, so many options. Wow. Oh, but back um, to dating. Yeah, oh, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But my, my whole thing I was saying about Facebook moving into the dating game is I still think that service providers will be necessary to bridge the gap between people's expectations and reality. Service yeah. provider what you being do. matchmaker. Yeah. yeah like I, a live person. Do you, Okay, two questions. Do you think... Facebook, it's even a good idea for them to get into this. Do you think they're going to do well? I think I think they might do well. I think they're going to do well enough to put Match like out of business. I mm-hmm. mean, literally, when you think about it, Tinder Gold, it has, it's for $4.99 a month. This is what made Tinder the number one grossing app in the app store because they were charging $9.99 if you were under 30 for Tinder Premium and then $19.99 for Tinder Premium if you're over 30. That's They've so... Been, Racist, it's like well, ages. Yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're <laughs> old. It's going to be yeah. harder for us to find someone. It's going to be twenty dollars. Even though, even though it's not actually harder for them, they don't do anything. They literally don't have to do a single thing. Older people, Tinder to date. Oh, what does Tinder have to no, do? No, there's no reason, oh. no reason okay. for them to charge you more. But do they have a smaller pool anything. for those people? So that's why so, they're saying no. They 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 were sued and they lost, and now they're appealing it. But their logic was that. We are intentionally targeting a younger audience. Right, and yeah. so we're trying to keep the older audience off of our platform by pricing them out. Because that sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah, we don't want their money. <laughs> there should be an app for, like, I guess OkCupid okay, tended to veer older. 
There should be something like Match owns a company like, called Our Time, which is designed for older people. Sam, Sam, I Sam, love the names. They're like so gent, gently there, there, offensive. There was a guy, just <laughs> a really, time. you guys really want to get into some history lessons here. Like one of the guys who founded uh, OK Cupid is a guy named Sam Yagen, brilliant Harvard guy. Uh, him and his uh, friends, I think it was Max Cohn and Chris Coyle. I was a few others, like three other founders. But anyway, Sam was the one who eventually sold OKCupid to Match.com for $90 million. And that was like before these obscene acquisitions started. And when they uh, acquired it, he stayed on as CEO of OKCupid. Then he went on to being the CEO of Match. Then he went on to being the CEO of Match Group. And he took them public. And the reason why he took them public, besides being able to cash out all of his stock, was to acquire plenty of fish. So they raised, uh, well, IAC, which is Match's parent company, gave them the money to buy plenty of fish, which they paid $575 million in was cash. Was plenty of fish... Religious? I didn't even know that was that popular. It's, that a, it's a Canadian-based app started by this guy named Marcus Friend in his apartment. He had 12 employees when he sold this company. 12. For that much money. For $575 so million. Split it between. Well, no, he pretty much he got. Well, it was free, and it's all ad-driven. And so maybe 1% of their users actually paid, but they had hundreds of millions of users. That's so Why was crazy. it called Plenty? It was just, that was just the name. Like Plenty, Plenty of Fish in the Sea. sea. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was I a was growth by acquisition. Like so, so, so Sam was, people, the fish. Sam was using this growth by acquisition <laughs> model, which is very popular business strategy. Tycho, Dennis Kozlowski invented it. But anyway, so it was- Wait, this, sorry, what kind of, wait. What it's called of? growth by acquisition. It's, this oh, is okay. what Match, Match has always continued to do, which is that they grow by acquiring other companies. It's the only way they really can grow. Um, and now they own all, all, all of them except which is funny because no Google, one's claiming it that like, it's a it's a monopoly because right. the, the industry's so small. Like the thing yeah. is, people don't understand. Like eBay, how much money do you think eBay makes a year? Ooh. Now I feel oh. like not as much because of Amazon. Sure, great. Call it whatever you will. What's not that much? <laughs> I know. I feel oh, like eBay oh, probably this is a, makes. This is a trick question. <laughs> a lot. I don't know. Five billion dollars or something. Uh, closer about to that? ten. Closer to 10. Yeah, okay. Right, which is like three times the entire dating industry. And eBay isn't regulated. So who's yeah. going to come in and be like, oh, Match is a monopoly. Oh, they're, they're monopolizing the 120 million single people out there. Eh, they're not really. Yeah, do you do you think it's a monopoly? No. I, yeah, I just think I, don't that, think I just think they the, the one reason why Facebook will win and crush them like the cockroach that they are, in the words of Kevin O'Leary, um, is because... It's, it's a chicken or the egg issue. When you start a dating app and there's nobody already on the dating app, you're going to swipe through the first 10, 15 people oh. and there's nobody else there. Like, oh, this sucks. I'll come back in an hour. And came Facebook back an has hour. a built-in. They have everyone. They have yeah. everybody already yeah. there. They're going to turn this thing on. There's going to be millions of people to swipe from. No other there's startup no in the world that. will yeah. ever be able to do that. Coffee Meets Bagel gives you one bagel a day. Why? Because there's no one using it. So <laughs> <laughs> watch your weight. Yeah, I mean, the point is like, like Facebook's like, okay, we're going to turn on the world's largest dating app. Okay, now we're yeah. the world's largest dating app. Yeah. That's a great advantage. That's so crazy. Yeah. So they're not it's not even about like dating. Wait, you're like a social guy, right? Like do you ever use Snapchat? No, not anymore. Done. It died. Yeah. Done. Kylie now, Jenner tweeted way, about it and I they like, tried to sue her. She tweeted like, does anyone else Oh, they tried not to sue her? Something she she tweeted to her I, however many followers and was they like, had, Snapchat's I over. Think, I she wiped off almost a billion dollars off of their like net worth right after she tweeted that. Right. And then it's, but I, I feel like people had stopped using it before she even said that. Like I'll go on a well, couple Instagram times a month. Instagram started and I, like, to have the same features. while I'm on Snapchat. Like <laughs> I can't, like what? You, you, you got to understand that these companies, 
that are like looking at someone and be like, oh, you're doing a great job of that. We'll do it better and put you out of business. It's becoming like, so. Instagram stories was the beginning of the. The downfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But but the great example is another one that's happening right now with the birds, the scooters, Mm -hmm. right? Bird came on the scene, fastest startup to ever be valued at a billion, fastest startup to ever be valued at two billion, right? In between that one billion and two billion dollar valuation, Google Ventures were like, eh, let's jump into these waters. So they put $250 million into Lime and then just started trolling Bird by putting like 10 times the limes everywhere <laughs> they would Money. see yeah. birds. And now you show up and like you've never used one before. So you're like, hmm, Lime or Bird, Lime or Bird. <laughs> the green yeah. one. Hmm, I'll take the green one. It looks prettier. Ooh, it's a it little does. flashy light on it. You know, next thing you know, Bird's like growth was like. Yeah, Lime is the biggest. at the same time Lime is the biggest like e-scooter now yeah and it's I didn't bigger even, yeah they just like make more money just but i didn't because they think put about more it, out because they were smart about dropping more i think the lyft uber case study became like i think it's like a harvard business school case study now about how like not to be ubered right uber is now like a 65 <laughs> billion dollar company lyft is like eight right but yeah. any and you ask anybody in a major city like they'll probably take a lyft over an uber but how yeah. did uber become eight times as valuable as lyft they just got started first yeah. Really? They moved fast and they just moved into a territory and they just started rocking it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. How, I like the term That's the trick. how not to be Ubered. <laughs> it's like a not, great business. Yeah, how not to be Ubered. Huh. You know, and, and that's the thing is that there's there's companies that like take Ring is another great example. They're like, oh, we're going to put a camera on your doorbell so you can look at it on your app. Oh, that is, okay, yeah, I knew what that is. Yeah, well, guess yeah. what? I didn't they until were Santa Monica described com- it. They were a Santa Monica <laughs> company. They reached a billion-dollar valuation. Richard Branson put in a bunch of money because he saw him on Shark Tank, and they didn't get a deal on Shark Tank. He sold Jamie, I think his last name is Jamie Diamond, not Diamond, like J.P. Morgan Chase, but Jamie Diamond, I think his name is. But he sold it to Amazon, and now it's a wholly-owned Amazon company, and Amazon's like, great, now we're going to kill Nest. Because Nest yeah. is owned by Google. Oh. So it's like Amazon's like, you know, fuck you, Google. You know, we're going to buy a doorbell. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all just being the first one to have the idea, like coming up with it. Or just acquiring somebody else that has the ability to scale and just mm-hmm. backing them with enough capital that it makes them puke. Yeah. I mean, people don't even, and it's like crypto companies. People don't even know how to deploy the money that they're raising. Like, they don't even know what to do with it. Like, oh, we just raised $40 million. Now we have to build a blockchain. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> then what are your thoughts real quick on MoviePass? Because it just busted over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, gone. Done. It was awkward. I went to buy a movie ticket and I had to pay for it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, how much do movie tickets cost again? Because I was used to them being free. Have they not recovered yet? Because no, they're done. I, the, they're fully done. That's it. It's I done. think they're done. Yeah, I think yesterday or today was the last day. Someone yeah, telling me there's a death. It was Mission Mission Impossible. That was Mission Impossible, <laughs> which great movie, Is by that the way. What it, was? it was so they popular. Sold, they had they shut it down. Like you, they like closed out that movie. You couldn't see they, it. Yeah, they couldn't. I guess because movie. I don't really understand how it works. I'm assuming I don't movie. Think they knew what has, they were doing. Is giving money to these companies to right. to let people buy m- tickets to see these movies. Okay, and so they, now we're gonna. They just shelled out too much money. And so let me just marry these two. So okay, upsetting. let's just marry all these ideas together, right? Mm-hmm. Papa John's is getting Ubered, okay? By by like by Uber, so Uber eats now, right? Makes with with like eight hundred. Like, do you ever have eight hundred degrees? No. Oh my god! What is, is it that? A kind of it's pizza? the best pizza of all time. It's out here. Yeah, it's incredible. Where is it? Oh my god! There's there's. I, there's, I got really excited. It's <laughs> so good. I think we need it. It's pizza. so good. It's really good. Get it well done, but it's really good. Okay. So, um, but the thing is, is that these companies that don't have their own delivery, right? Like 
Pizza Hut and Domino's and Papa John's, they have their own drivers. It's a job. You can work as a pizza delivery. That used to be a job that I was a police pizza delivery driver. Yeah. Now you deliver everything. Yeah. Now I'm delivering laundry. I'm delivering like packed gross groceries. I'm delivering anything pizza. you want. So yeah, I literally order my Papa John's on like Postmates. Right. So right. So now, why would you have Papa John's deliver it? Well, so my wife, like my wife and I, on Sunday night we get back from Catalina Island. We're sitting there. We're like, I'm hungry. Like, what are you gonna get? She's like, get some 800 degrees. I'm like, all right, go to Uber Eats. Unavailable. Grubhub, unavailable. DoorDash, unavailable. It's unavailable. It's unavailable with all these places. I go, shit. So I go to 800degrees.com, like their website. And old I school. go through, yeah, old school, ordering online. <laughs> She's like, no, old school is calling <laughs> a number. After looking it up We're in a thing to, called a Yellow Pages. That's old up. school. <laughs> so, so I ordered on their line. And like Early 2000s. Using a laptop. Yeah, well, they don't <laughs> shut off the website. So I order online, boom, I drive. It's like, it'll be ready at 813. You had to go pick it up? I had to go, I had to go crazy. <laughs> wow. So and I drove to pick it up. I walk in and there is a line out the door and around the corner. And you think, oh, because it's so good. It's in such demand. It's like, no, the ordering apps have blown up their ability to, do, to, to produce takeout that it slows the in-store experience yeah. so bad oh that there's a line out the door. And, and that's why they shut off the apps. Like, we can't take any more orders oh. and, until they catch up. That's why I was at Tender Greens and it was like dinging yep. the whole time in the restaurant. And we had to go up and be like, can you please stop that dinging? And they're like, so sorry, that's our, our Postmates deliveries. But it was like, ding, yep. ding Something for hours. crazy happened. So originally Postmates, you were able to order from anywhere. If you had the address, they were able to go into the store with a card and buy whatever it was that you wanted. There were no limits to, on And now places, they right? don't, now they businesses have to sign up for Postmates because they were getting so like- An influx ju- of business. Wait, attacked with business. So here's a great Without story. asking for it. So you mentioned Sweetgreens. <laughs> so yeah. you now you have the app in there. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah, you scan your- yeah. yeah, so that app is powered by a company called Level Up. And- uh, Oh, which, okay, yes. Which my buddy- I was, just know because there's- I've gone to like coffee shops where that's where you you pay through yeah. there. They have like it looks like an iPad. Yeah, but it's, it's like a QR. Oh, is that like code the Mendocino on, thing? Do yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a QR code on your phone and you can decide oh. what you want to tip, and then it scans a QR code on your phone, and then you accumulate spending against a cap, and then you Someone's earn. Someone's laughing really hard. At you this. earn a yeah. You earn a you earn a coupon. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, you, you earn just like a, a lot of laughing emojis. So you end up earning a coupon when you. Um, it's sweet green. It's like ninety yeah. oh, nine so like dollars. You get what? Sorry, I was trying to log into the phone, but I don't have the passcode, and I put it in mine. And <laughs> oh, it's <not> my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So my buddy's company um, just sold the Grubhub for like four hundred million dollars in cash, and it's just like <sighs> your buddy's company being. Level up. Oh, level up. Grubhub bought level up. Wow. It's like you start listing the companies. It's like, well, they're owned by them, and they're also owned by yeah. Well, they were backed by Google, so you know. It's just, but that's the thing. Like, and this is a guy, like, I walked on to lacrosse field together. Like, we both came from a working class family. I'm like, I just sold his company for $400 million. Does he still know you? He just pretends like he doesn't know I you. I did text him. He did respond to my text <laughs> message. Like, we're not friends. Like, who like, he doesn't know you. He's anymore. like, who are you? I don't, no, I'm so happy for him, man. But that's just like a dream come true. But my point being is that, like, now you used to just own a good pizza restaurant around the corner and you could you could have your own pizza delivery guy just go and run out orders for It was you. localized, yeah. Everything you went, went to your own people yeah. and now... Uber's Ubered everybody. Is 800 Degrees just in SoCal? Is no, they're, it all, they're, they're, all over I, the US? Oh, I don't know. I'm not their spokesperson. Oh, but well, you're welcome, okay. 800. Yeah, but you know what's so funny? Like, there are so many different... Um, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but there's different forms of disorder 
that have now been oh, like actually yeah, yeah, yeah. diagnosed. Oh, like media. video game addiction and yeah, like FOMO yeah. is like now a disorder. Mm-hmm. You know? I believe that. No, have you heard of? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm like social She's media fo-fo, scares fo-fo, me. Oh, FOMO, FOMO. No, I mean more like people being addicted to their social media. Oh, and a thousand stuff. percent. Yeah. Have you ever heard of um, typing awareness anxiety disorder? No. no. What is awareness? Oh, we got two, we got our two minute warning on our live post, so we're almost over. Um, oh, it only allows you to, to do for an hour. To do for an, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, but um, no. So typing awareness anxiety disorders when you see the bouncing bubbles, you know, you know that they got it. Now they were typing a response, but then they didn't send it, and now you're just sitting there waiting for that response. Oh, the dots. Yeah. Oh. So you know they read it. You know they were writing a response. They drafted something, haven't sent it. Now you're just waiting in bated breath for them to reply. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just an anxiety disorder now. Like, this is ridiculous. This is the world we now live in. When I, I think I know the remedy. Just put your phone down. Don't. Well, I've done tests with friends to see, like, if you just click and don't start typing yet, the dots don't show up. Like, you can, there's, like, I've run tests with yeah. friends so, to see, like, so, how to show that, like, you've read, like, check the text without you don't want them to see the dots. It's like prevent someone. I kind of want him to know that I've seen it. Or well, just write it in your notepad. No. But you still want to open the text oh, without alerting them. But the dots them. don't show up if you yeah. just open the text. As long I, as you don't start typing, the dots yeah. don't, within okay. a certain amount of time. Well, what what Apple does, which I find very funny, is that they kind of, they, they give you sort of a devil's gauntlet. You know, it's one or the other. Either you, you, you preview the messages on your oh I don't screen. yeah I don't do that so if you get you the, do so, yeah because then you don't even <laughs> that need to read the me message out. <laughs> so now you read the message without reading the message and it's like ooh I guess I don't like people because I don't want if my that's phone's the devil's nearby, someone right. to be then able someone's to see now, it yeah. like a that's child trade off right yeah. so Apple's like <laughs> you know what's even funnier like so I mean you're what are you twenty seven now yeah okay recently. so the first time I was on the internet was like when I was thirteen. Hey, this is like 1993. 24. Thanks, bro. But it was called Prodigy. I and mean, I know you guys never heard of that. It was like before AOL. And um, so and like before, so that was like the earliest that's, that a kid my age could get onto the internet. What's so funny is because people say, I don't know, like I'm just within the millennial phase, right? Mm-hmm. So the oh. first millennial will turn 40. In yeah, 18 you, months. You, I didn't realize it was that wide of a gap. Uh huh. We're it ended. We're already. straight up yeah, millennials. Yeah, like it ended in what year? I don't know. No, ninety the thousands. It ended in ninety. It's eighty to ninety. No, I think it's. I, I am, think it goes to ninety-five. Technically, I am the wait. Millennials what? eighty to ninety. You're not a millennial. Too much like a millennial. Yeah, you're such a millennial. millennial. You're a Z. I work on the internet. I you're order bagels for breakfast. No, no, like, you're more <laughs> of a millennial than anyone I know. No, 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 you're like Generation Z is like. I've heard that Gen Z, yeah, Uber millennial. Right. Ooh. It's like, it's like, well, we always had a device. Like what? You don't have internet access. What planet are you right. from? Like you right? always did. Yeah. So, but the thing is like, to my point, I came in four months. I'm barely a millennial by four months. We had the internet. You do the math America. I got on the internet when I was probably 10 or nine. nine or 10. Your parents like kept Nick. it from you. Com. Well, my, my mom worked in an Say office. Nick.com? Was it Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. <laughs> it was Nickelodeon. One of the first websites I ever went to and one of the first funny things I ever watched was Oops, I Farted Again, which was this mm-hmm. parody of Oops, I Did It Again mm-hmm. that I think was popular. Funny. And it's not even that funny. <laughs> well, but like, like back then we we're like, oh. <laughs> well, so now like the, the thing is like there, you would think that Apple or Google being a massive super conglomerates that they are would just be like, hmm, why don't we just create parent mode? On your device, 
So you could just flip a button mm-hmm. and boom, now it's kid friendly. And you'd punch in a yeah. code and now you hand it to your kid. And there's like, they're not going to like ruin their lives. They could just they play it. they know that they're creating, they're building monsters of addicts. And they they okay know that they're that. just creating more users. So they instead they're like, no, we're not going to give you a parent mode. You got to buy them their own device. Yeah. Right. And next thing you know, they're like three years old and they're like, no, it's they like it's are. crack. Like they're hooked on it. Like yes. you, can't, you take it away, but like, ah, they like lash out at you like a little demon child. No, this is real. Yeah. Their personalities change yes. when you've given them the device and then take it away. And it's Versus lazy. no device at all. They're much more delightful. By, by the way, I don't even, I'm, first of all, I've been married just over a year. We're not having kids anytime soon. <laughs> Do you want to break some news? I'm, I'm not having any kids anytime <laughs> soon. But does I would she know say, this? like, does your wife know this? It's her call, not mine. Oh, oh, oh so, okay. Yeah. But, but I'm saying to you, like, maybe 10 years <laughs> from now, I have a five year old, let's just oh. say, right? Hypothetically, I don't give a shit what kind of technology exists. That little is going to be playing with a cry- <laughs> with a crayon yes. and white paper and at that gonna dinner table. And they're going to be better for it. And if he thinks he's going to be on some kind of electronic device while every other kid in the rest of the room is going to be plugged in some device, f*** you, kid. You're, you're going to sit there and you're going to draw and you're going to scribble like I used to when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, that's no, going to keep I get sane. so upset when I go to restaurants and you turn to these tables and they're holding, they're like, they, they, they have like so the sweet. jelly covers so that if they drop, the like iPad doesn't break. And it's kind of like five arms. People like, don't understand the implications. I have like a different. When these I people, don't know. Well, hold on I a second. I no. feel like my kids are. Chris, no, I'm moving when to these people a grow up, country and they no dissociate from reality. They literally go into that second life, this other world. That's what they can't saying. function. <laughs> they can't function as they become avatars. Like they can't actually relate in physical communication with people they become like it's almost like i like how passionate you are about this it's almost like it's it's almost like it's almost like it's causing like a form of autism like it's putting people on the spectrum we don't know the full like effects on kids yeah that's what i think it's doing to see these kids now when they're in high school they're gonna be socially messed up not able to look people in the eye not able to have long-term conversations or watch like older films where it takes 20 seconds before there's a cut they're gonna be you know okay here's where the trouble for me i'm in the middle somewhere because yeah, like, i get we, don't, we don't know like what the effects could be okay also, so the hold t- on a second the television was invented in what time year? out and everyone said the same thing about tv this is this is from a guy who has a combined following of like 40 million people Okay. Yeah, you easy for you to say. He's like, no, like, no more please. devices, more people. Uh, you could tell your grandmother to follow but just me. Think about like everything you guys are saying. It sounds like when the TV was invented, parents were so scared and television. You had so much control over TV. We had one TV in the house. It had its own room. You could shut the door. It was like in a separate offshoot. No, there was very but they created a demon. Then once like I could watch TV, I was like the floodgates have opened. I'm going to watch all the movies. <laughs> you did leave, live a sheltered life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was good though because I now, grow, like I hated it at the time. It like killed me, but um, we were not allowed to watch on a school night ever. And so I was forced to like do other things, to read, to go outside, to socialize with people. Mm. And I think and I'm now better look at you. for it. And now look at you. You're capable I don't know of gonna co-hosting <laughs> a podcast. Yeah. Look at me. You have the ability to engage others. Now you don't only have right. to pay 2500 to give the match. I got that good that, dating that. rate. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with I didn't you, watch TV. Do you know what's really funny? The truth be told, the majority of my clients, I'd say like 95% of my clients have no trouble finding dates they're, they're actually exhausted I from wanted dating. to ask you do you what is it you i'm sure you get people all the time yeah who you look at and you're like do you need my help no i listen there are some women that have hired me out here in los angeles that are like just really impressive women 
And, and then you're like, that's a you problem. Like you need no, to figure it out. No, it's the dating game. Guys don't but ask But they also girls need to figure out what out they. In, real, in the real world anymore. Right? Well, I feel like. Oh. Well, Briars. We need it. We need it. I feel know. like there's all. We've well, all well, well, Briars. I mean, you indicate. So I'm not trying to indicate. Out you. I'm not trying to out you. But you've indicated you're in your later 20s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I I like, love this is my this. free assessment. Right? Hold on, let me right. turn my headphones out. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, later 20s begin at 27. So, 27, 28, 29. Now you're in your late later 20s. Hey, late 20s, here I Right. Mid 20s, yeah. like 26, 25, 24. Mid 20s. Oh, 24, right? mid 20s. Really early, early 20s is 21, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're 20, right? So, late 20s. Now yeah. that you're in your late 20s, V late. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet. That as you become increasingly successful, as you become wiser, more traveled, more experienced, more focused, uh-huh. your 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 criteria will become narrower. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, what you're doing as you grow as an individual are actually decreasing your likelihood of meeting your match. Right. Because the pool of eligible men is a as a percentage of the overall population gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So for you, it's going to get increasingly more difficult as you continue to grow. Whereas for men, the opposite occurs. As they become increasingly more marketable and attractive to women, you know, to women in particular, they, they will, their pool becomes bigger and wider. So as a guy goes from making 75,000 a year to making 150,000 a year, now he has access to women that wouldn't even think twice more about women dating are interested. him. Exactly. So for men, they go through what I, so for men in particular, and this is, by the way, this is not just true of straight men. This is true of gay men too. Uh-huh. As men become increasingly more attractive, they become increasingly um, more uh, disabled by choice. I call it paralysis of choice. They, they have a hard time just being All like... these great terms. It's like, oh my God, I just met this incredible woman, but look, there's another one right over there. That's right. a real, right, right, yeah, right. It's a that, real yeah. issue. Yeah, so, but this has to do, again, with information technology access to information if you just access use access to all these people yeah, if you why just stop? use just use dating why stop? just use the dating apps and online dating as a, as just a general example so in 1995 match was created right and at one point it was res- dating like chat rooms and online dating represented 25% of all internet traffic can you believe that? 25%. Like the AIM, like yeah. and your username. Yeah, yeah, like trying to meet people yeah. online was 25% of all traffic. And and yet it was also very taboo. Like you're in a chat room, like what's wrong with you, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so then it was like Friend Finder came out, right? Or Friendster. Friendster came out. That was, was that, that, that was a dating? No. No, it was no, it's a social, social network. network. Yeah, it was okay. the first social network, right? Then it was MySpace. Right. Then Facebook came out in 03. Right. And meanwhile, like if you peg this advance of dating as an industry uh, to the advance of like other forms of technology. So in 1998, the average cell phone user sent one text message every two and a half months. That's beautiful. 1998. Right. Here we are 20 years later. We sent a text message every two and a half minutes. Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so think about that. Right. So that that. Increase in order of magnitude for that form of communication, it trans, it's translated into all these other areas. So 
at the same time in 1998, you couldn't get on a dating website unless you were at home on your personal computer that was plugged into a wall and had a dial-up internet connection. Right, so the kids were asleep. You had nothing else going on. You maybe you can get a few hours a week. I don't want to say that. That's what it was. There's more of like a loser mentality back then. It was yeah, but then but then in 2002 came the BlackBerry, right? And then and that was when that's when we that was the first form of typing awareness indication was the BBM. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna double check mark and the R's and yeah, hit me up on BBM. You know what I mean? Like that became the cool thing, right? People got Blackberries just to have BBM. I was one of them, right? Exactly. And so I want to know when you read my message. Then Facebook comes out and we're like, yeah, we're only for college kids. Fuck off, adults. Yeah, we're like, no, I need it. I want to get in there. I want to meet because believe it or not, OK Cupid commissioned a study. The most popular age (laughs) to men of women is 22. Men of all ages. From the age of 18 up to 58 years old, we'll always message 22-year-olds. Wow. So creepy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so like they think, oh, she's going to be That's into like me. like men in a nutshell. So yeah. So anyway, as this technology continued to she grow. drink. This now, is safe. Right. <laughs> check, check. Facebook, Facebook comes out, right? Next thing you know, Facebook starts proliferating iPhone comes out, 2007. Nobody was doing mobile online dating before the iPhone came out, right? right? So you were still at home on a computer. You couldn't do it at work, yeah. blah, blah, blah. iPhone, 2008, Android comes out. So now you have iPhone and Android. Match actually did create iPhone and Android apps back in the beginning, but Apple would take like 35% of your revenue. So Match was like, yeah, this is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to web. And then HTML5 was invented. So now you had responsive web design. They're like, oh, we could do this online. Mm-hmm. But, but, but because now the, the smartphone was like more widespread, people were now starting to date mobily, right? So now you could date in the car. Now you get in traffic, mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Any downtime. Any downtime you had. So, so that led to the rapid proliferation in general. And then once you had Instagram and Vine and Snapchat and everybody started getting into mobile socializing and just became much more common than tender hit in 2012. That was the end of it. Like mm-hmm. that was when everything that's when now, but as we've become more connected through our devices, we're less connected. We're less likely to talk to a stranger, go up and approach a stranger. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. So in 2013, internet traffic shifted from being predominantly on desktop to predominantly on mobile. And now desktop continues to shrink and mobile continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And as people become more, mobilized right by their devices they become more engaged Mm -hmm. with their device and so they're they're, it's it's difficult for them to even notice other people's interests in their immediate vicinity and so i coach people when i coach people i coach them on putting their phone down picking their head up looking around the room i go if you yeah like if you're out you're no one's going to come up to you if you're on your phone yeah because you just look like you're busy i have a friend who does a lot of social uh, uh apps and dating and I was like, I not dare you, but I encourage you. I was like, take two weeks and just don't even be on them at all. Delete them all and just make a point of like starting conversation with anyone, male, female, at the grocery store, at restaurants and see what that does for you. I don't know. That was my, no, <laughs> I agree. it might fail. Would you she su- hasn't done it yet. Suggest. She knows who she is, by the way. <laughs> oh, I want to say, I feel like <laughs> I know you, who you she is. You do know her. I don't want to out her. Um, I don't know why I just did that. To my mic, it's not really loud. Sorry. Um, would we'll you suggest that people get off of dating apps 
if they want to increase their chances of actually finding someone? Um, believe it or not, I think that being on dating apps is actually very useful in order to just sharpen your skills, practice, figure out what yeah. will and won't work for and you. And it's just socially the norm now. That's how you're going to get a date. Yeah. The problem is, is that studies show most people on dating apps are um, already in relationships. Yeah. I've, I've read that. Really? Yeah. So it's nice and um, disturbing. That's great. Yeah. So the problem is, is that, it, well, there was one study that was done of like literally over 40,000 Tinder users from around the world. And 42% of those users identified as either married or in a relationship. But 12, that could be 12%, like India. Yeah, I feel 12% like 12% said married, 30% said in a relationship. And, and that wasn't a study that was distributed among men and women. So I think it's safe to say that most of the men are probably married or in relationships yeah, yeah. You th- it's so okay mm-hmm. this is the weird thing to me i always feel like it should be easier for women to find relationships than men because there are do you is that no. not no right? no, no like not at all go, like on not tinder and everything women get tons of messages on okay uh, yeah but that's from guys looking to bang those guys are it's looking to It's easy to, to knock get messages. Boots. They're not looking It's easy to like get matches and messages. You That's the easy part. Believe in like the surprise. Like they're there for a reason, but the surprise? you might What's find the like the guy who wants the relationship. Okay. He so, messaged you originally are you doing wanting. Like the, are you like the, you're the excuse to the Let, rule? Let's, well, is that can we, do the excuses exist or yes, the real people? Yes. So I would tell you that men are naturally inclined to to treat women differently based upon the level of respect that they have. So if they think a woman is wifey material, they'll put their best foot forward and they'll take them out, they'll whine them, they'll dine them, they'll try to show them a level of, of respect that they think a woman, they would consider that caliber to be, you know, should deserve. Whereas if, if they feel like the girl is just going to be a good time or she's just somebody that they would sleep with, like they act accordingly. And so men will behave very differently. Now, sometimes they may go into an, an interaction expecting it to be one thing and then they're surprised and like, no, I really like this girl. Now I'm going to be on my best behavior. The, the, the number one indicator of that is when they're all in like immediately like on date number one, I can see this happening to you. Like on date number one, guys like, oh my God, I'm like in love with you. You're everything I've ever imagined, like blah, blah, blah. And they just rush like right into it because they're all in. Because those are the kind of guys that like they, they that's what they've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Like they've been waiting for that. A girl wants. No, yeah, no. And a yeah. girl's it's like, yo, too much, yeah, too yeah, soon. Yeah. Calm down, blah, blah, Don't blah. Yeah. And meanwhile, like that guy's like a dog on a bone, like, you know, <laughs> panting and everything. And the women's like, and it's, it's totally unhealthy Which, like it also kind of sucks because that's probably the guy if you want a relationship which yeah. is which you is saying it and why and and, and so, like, to, uh, to, so to again like, would you to, say like oh i can't get a relationship right like, no like, but like ease off dude but i feel like a relationship. and then let's just kind of tie it all together and that is that that expectation of instant gratification i call it the google effect you know any piece of information so how many have, do you have a book I, I have written a book. Okay. It's published okay. by Simon and Schuster. <laughs> oh, it's, called, was, uh, it's called Crash Course in Love. You're welcome. Shameless plug. Do you, um, do you have all your, uh, and a, you have all your um, ism, like the words you've made up? That book it? was written almost 10 years ago. You should write a new one. You, you have all these great, you're one. like, I call it the cloister effect. Next okay? year I will. And that's where, the it's cloister. great. I don't know. I'll call, I I'll call it, I'll, I'll call it Crash Course in Love second edition because it's 10 Uber years later love. you know and because you know, well, i used to have a rule or the millennial edition in that book <laughs> no like that's the thing in that book People like there was a rule where i said don't text till there's sex 
how practical is that now? <laughs> right. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I like mean? Like texting to meet up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I could write a book just on the, the dating terminology that people now use. Like oh, yeah, yeah, submarining. Yeah. What is submarining? Submarining is when like you you just disappeared <laughs> from sight and then, and then you, you suddenly just reappear slowly. out of nowhere. Okay. You know, and then you just disappear again. And That's kind of like what there was ghosting, but then there was what's it there's called zombieing. where you come back from the dead. Yeah. Yes, zombieing. You yeah. And, and there's a great emoji for that. We're resurrected. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The but then, the, and then there's haunting. There's haunting you. Haunting you. zombie you at weird hours. Haunting you is when they ghosted you, but then they still like your posts. So they want you. That's so real. Yeah. I want, can we, we need to, that's a post yeah. of its own. That's a, its own haunting fact. You. Yeah. Haunting. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. They're all over the place. They, oh, they don't get texts anymore, but for some reason, Instagram works perfectly. They still follow fine. you. Yeah. They're still there. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> people, people don't realize that this, this, it, there's becomes a term for it when it becomes such commonplace that yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah. And now it's like, Okay, it's this is so bad. It deserves a name. Yeah. Even with ghosting, it was like such a weird thing, and then, but it's so prevalent. It's, it's more normal than not ghosting than giving a slight like, you know, I really like you. I just don't think you know this is going anywhere. Yeah. That feels like you're you're like what? Yeah, what's happening? It's you know, because you're used to, to getting to, ghosted to be like the mean person, though. You know, like mm-hmm. it's almost I get well, that you people have a would rather that's- not. People think ghosting is nice. Anything. Yeah. I'd rather just ignore you than tell you I'm not Aziz, I'm sorry. It, talked which... about this in his stand-up. He was like, raise your hand if you would prefer them to just not respond and ghost you. And no one wants that. But we think we're acting out of like, I don't want to hurt your feelings and be honest. No, it's actually called avoidance. <laughs> and so this is this is a passive aggressive behavior that people who are Frankly, too lazy to deal with conflict will practice conflict avoidance. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 called, but it's become it's an art norm. It's an art. Practicing avoidance is not easy. Do you have like there are people that I know that like Teflon Don, our president, who could just avoid (laughs) like anything. Like what? How could how anybody else on any any other person ever under any other circumstances something would have stuck by now? Unless you are just so good at avoiding responsibility yeah, that you could become president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is something to behold. And as much as I can't stand him or his policies or what have you, it, it is nothing short of impressive to see someone practice the art of avoidance so magnificently well as him. They call it an artful dodger. You know, someone who's really good at avoiding and dodging issues mm-hmm. and questions and responsibility. And by the way, it's not a positive thing. This is not the type no. of attribute you would like right. to have. It is It is something that people learn to do because they are they're terribly insecure. They, they, they struggle with fear. They don't know how to manage conflict. Mm-hmm. And so they practice this. And, and I see it all the time as a matchmaker, like, man up. I don't know what's but worse. But it has become the, fact the norm. That how many people- times has a guy, I'm sorry, how many times has a guy said to you, like, I just don't think I'm ready for a relationship. I just got so much going on in my mind. And it's like, I always feel like, dude, just say it. Just say those last two words. You're leaving off that sentence. With you. With you. Right. I'm not ready for a relationship. With you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time for a relationship. Right, right, right. You know, and they don't, they leave that off. And so someone like me is imagining, why would you shut me up with someone who doesn't have time for a relationship? He doesn't have time for a relationship with you, lady. And He's just not that into you. Yeah, that's why Drew Life. Barrymore produced my show. Oh, really? Yeah, 
We were just talking. I was just talking about that movie last what? night. Uh, he's just not that into you. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Good produced movie. all six yeah. seasons did, of Tough Love. Did, uh, how? That's cool. Story. How did how that did happen? She get, yeah, how did she get involved? The, how did you get involved? Well, Who found so, whom? Well, so Miyoshi, like I mentioned earlier, she found us. She was hired. They were commissioned by Oxygen to create a dating show from a male point of view. So then once they found me, um, they came to Philadelphia and we shot a sizzle. The production company was represented by CAA. And at the time, which is still true to this day, um, shows have a better chance of being made if there's some celebrity attached yeah, to it. produced mm-hmm. by, yeah. Yeah, so they, th- this is known as a package. So when the agency will package a show with another talent, then instead of each of the, the people that are, that are represented having to pay the agent a commission of 10% uh, or 20%, depending on who your agent is, um, instead, they don't pay any commissions. And the the agency will commission the network 3% of the budget of the show, which is usually a lot more money than 10% commission from the individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the agencies have convinced all the studios like, oh, this needs to be packaged. Do you need us to make sure they work well together? Blah, blah, blah. That's the value that we add. And so like something like I think 90% of all movies and TV shows are packaged by either CAA or WME. So I'm at WME now, but I was at CAA at the time. And um, they decided like, oh, we need to attach a celebrity. So let's go find somebody. So Will Smith was looking at it for a while because he had Hitch. And then Sarah Jessica Parker was looking at it because she had Sex in the City. And Drew Barrymore had, he's just not that into it you. Did it come out already? Yeah. And they, been they, successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was a brand. And they were like, you know, let's, this is, this, this is on brand with our production company, like mm-hmm. Tough Love. And they liked me and they liked where I was coming from. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll produce it. Mm-hmm. So they, they basically attached her and, and her credibility. To I hear production. she's really great. She's a wonderful person. I've heard. Yeah, yeah so I've been in her home fun. multiple times. Yeah, she's really cool. Very like present and like works really hard. And uh, did she have to work? I feel like all she had to do is just say yes. That's no. it. <laughs> for me. And then, yeah, for yeah. yeah, she didn't have to do a thing. But like early days, she was like, like in doing the nitty gritty and like producing well, Charlie's Angels and stuff. And yeah, one yeah. of the first well, women so, to do that. So um, her partner is Nancy Javonin, which is Jimmy yes. Fallon's wife. And yeah. she's a At wonderful- Flower Pictures. Flower Films, yeah. Flower films. And so Nancy's a wonderful person. You're taking notes? <laughs> yeah. But then her presidents, and I, uh, I know her one president is Chris Miller, and I believe Ember Truesdale is still a president. I'm not sure if she left or not. But so she had two co-presidents at the time, Chris and Ember. And Chris and Ember were also EPs on the show. So the, the flower EPs were Drew, Nancy, Chris, and Ember. So four of the EPs on Tough Love came from Flower. There was like, but how many were like there, like showing up a lot? Chris and Ember were there. A part every day. of production. Yeah, okay. Chris, Chris and Ember were a part of the show almost every day. They were always looking at cuts. They were always adding notes, and they were the presidents of her company. So they were earning out of her share, and she was yeah. paying them to do their job, mm-hmm. which is what they should be doing. And yeah. they, they were great. I mean, I I love them. I'm friends with 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 them to this day. I haven't talked to Drew or or Jimmy in five years or so because. You know, they're super busy, but mm-hmm. um, they're just still, they're wonderful people. I mean, I had dinner with Jimmy and Nancy at uh, Blue, Blue uh, was it Blue Ribbon Sushi in New mm-hmm. York, which was a lot of fun. So they're very down to earth people. Yeah. I wonder, um, it's, I guess the people who are on the show, I'm obviously are were cast because I think also for Millionaire Matchmaker, those are not her clients who end up on the show. No, what they do is they... Oh, they've been cast for yes. their they personality. Have like a PR person who... Well, they'll say is that they'll give services for gratis in exchange for appearing on the show. What does that mean? It means that they'll give her the service that they would normally pay for oh. for free. Oh. 
as compensation for appearing on the show. The oh, free service. Of, so they don't pay, but they don't make theoretically like they salary. should be able to. Yeah. So. Okay. Hmm. How was that with the people when you did Tough Love? Uh, everybody that was on Tough Love got $50 a day. The, and how long were they on the show for? It took, it was a show. They lived it, in a house. Yeah. So it, we filmed for about five weeks straight and it stretched out to look like 10 weeks overseas. Yeah. So it was easy for them to like take off from work and stuff? Most most of see so <laughs> see, a different world. If they could take off for a month. Friars, that is such a great question. So I just this, think let's real just, world. Yeah, what let's about their jobs let's and... get some real real for a second. <laughs> take example the Bachelorette, right? Like yeah, these guys are do? not very <laughs> gainfully employed to be able to just leave their job for that yeah. long. Like, hey boss, uh, I need to take a sabbatical. Why is that? I'm going on the Bachelor. Right. They're all jobs like real estate and stuff that you can leave and come, come back, back to, to yeah, right? Exactly. It's not they all it's, do real estate. Exactly. Which is by the way, I've thought of many shows. Except grocery store Joe. Right. I guess he owns the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah, no, I've actually over the years have conceived of many different formats for shows that kind of adhere to real world standards. Like, you know, um, I came up with an idea for trying to save marriages that are failing in two weeks or less because that's like the average amount of time that an american has to vacation so it's like all right look oh. you're gonna get i'm gonna take your two weeks of vacation i'm gonna save i'm gonna save your marriage in two mm-hmm. weeks okay did that but, show happen or this was an idea a concept no it's a concept that i wasn't able I to sell t- oh oh because oh. i would I watch like there was a show that was similar you There's, saved couples who were that was tough love couples oh okay yeah yeah they were they were in they were dating for an extended period of time and the condition for being on the show was either you're going to get engaged or you're going to break up for good and they actually would have to get engaged they'd have to get engaged or break up one or the other so how five, many couples are still like married from that do you have well, a some handful? of them some of them really are yeah and some of them have found really meaningful really even the singles ones have found very meaningful relationships and they still credit my mom and I for giving them some some insight that they needed in order to break through that wall that was in their way mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very proud of the work that I did some people they didn't like the way that they were portrayed I guess and they didn't feel that it was a good experience for them and some of them are still a little bitter about it I think it. that's real yeah. though I feel well, like you are who you are and I it can like be edited here's the but tough at the end thing of the day. about a show like tough love where <laughs> The real, there's real world, like you're changing your life if you're on the show and you've met someone that you enter into a relationship with. And I think Mm -hmm. you got a lot of people on the show who didn't understand who were there to find love, Mm -hmm. but also it's a show. Mm -hmm. And maybe they didn't, they missed that Mm -hmm. part of it being super real where like you're not going to look the way you want to look on a show. You might be asked to do things a little differently. Well, uh, the best advice that I was given was that you shouldn't do anything in front of a camera that you wouldn't want to be on TV. That's great advice. <laughs> so just, People will see this. Yeah. Act accordingly. Yeah, there's someone standing yeah. there filming you. Yeah, what you have the to. F- is wrong with you yeah, yeah. some yeah. people just check out like they don't even that's what's amazing every season with bachelor and bachelorette it's like where do they find these people well, that that's just what they look for don't yeah. care when they, right like, I, yeah casting when we, people um, <laughs> did, latch onto those i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this publicly but i was almost on i won't even say the name to keep it safe i was almost <laughs> on a reality show and what they look for in the final stages is how willing are you or how able are you to like dismiss the fact yeah. that you're on yeah 
television. Yeah. yeah. If Which they is, see you putting up any walls or like yeah, holding back, but they, they don't want, want that. people who will make fools of themselves. Oh, it's amazing that's reality to watch. TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so literally fun. the crux. That's where it, that's what we love. So I'll tell you a funny fact. Most people don't realize this about me. Um, before I was on Tough Love, I was on another reality TV show in 2003. So it was like 15 years ago now. So I was 22. As a contestant? Yeah, yeah. And I was eliminated. Can you say which yeah, one can it you was? Say yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, for, it was for it, Love and Money. Do you remember oh, that show I, on NBC? I've that heard of it. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, so what would happen is you would be given a blank check that you could look at under a black light to see how much it was worth. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the show like competing for the girl, but you may be looking for the money because in the end you get to decide. Do you want the girl or do you want your check? But if both of you say each other, you get each other. Is that? No. No, you that just walk away from the money. That's what they bachelor wanted you to do. Bachelor pad worked. Yeah. Yeah, bachelor no. pad was like love versus money. Yeah, no, this was this was for love or money. So it's you had to decide Did the end. Did you make Am it I gonna up take to the, the end? No, I pulled a stunt where I said, I don't want to see what my check is worth. That's I'm not, I'm not here for the they money. They love that. They loved it. So I refused <laughs> to look at the check. But in the first episode, there was, I think, 15 guys and two girls who were like the rivals from the, the, the season before. And so they're like, all right, we'll start the show where it's about these two girls and these 15 guys. And at the end of the first episode, the guys will vote as to which girl they were more interested in. That was that. There was a Bachelorette season. They voted on the Bachelorette. So we did that. And then I was in the minority. Like me and all the tall, good looking guys voted for the hot girl. And then all like the shorter, average looking guys voted Uh, for the other girl. mm -hmm. And so it was like an all time backfire. Like all the tall, good looking guys and the hot girl got eliminated from the show. And the rest of the show was about (laughs) these other people. The show didn't last after that season. But the point being was in that first episode, there was like, like the girls were told to cook. Like, all right, you're going to cook a meal for the guys. They're going to sit down and have a meal. And they're going to decide which one they like the best. This girl did something where she, I don't know what the heck she was making, but she put like cream cheese on grilled chicken or something. And I'm like, and there was this point where they they got they got me just being real, being genuinely myself. I'm like, cream cheese on chicken? Who does that? Right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, just me genuinely being like, yeah, like that's who, would, who would do that? Right? And so that just became like a really funny take of me like doing that. And they were like, the, the producers were like, man, you did such a great job. You know, you really just, you know, it's a shame that you're being eliminated in one episode, but there's a lot to cover this stuff. We're not even sure if we're going to really be able to get you in. So you really better give us a good performance in this interview. So they're giving my exit interview and they're like, you know, Steve, you know, your girlfriend broke up with you. You got eliminated here on the first you know, episode of the show. You think you're ever going to find love? And I'm like, I'm not crying. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to be a good husband. I'm going to be a good father one day. I will, I swear. And they aired that at the like in the credits, like at the end of the show. I hope we That's could the get smart. A, yeah, we I gotta want find an audio clip so just to put it. It's so bad. And then all my friends from college and everybody that was watching this, because I just graduated from college and like it was hilarious because I was on TV and I had buddies in a bar watching. I looked so cool until that very last scene where I cried. Uh-huh. And I thought I was like That's the first funny. dude to cry on reality TV. If, I don't know. And what is my original claim? And then everybody. 2000, what year was it? 2003, and everybody started crying. It might have been first 100. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty new back then. Yeah, back then. How was your, uh, so what is your real life, like real world dating situation like? Have you been a matchmaker? Did that help? Uh, yeah, You've well, been married I, for a, a year. I've been a married year. a little over a year, and uh, I met my wife uh, in December of 2017. So we were off and on for the first of 2007, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2007, sorry. I met my wife December 21st, 2007. And we've like been off and on ago. for five years, mostly mm-hmm. off and on in the first five years. Because she was going through college and I was making my show and it just wasn't a good time. 
But then in the middle of 2013, right after my grandfather passed, we got back together for the last time and we've been together ever since. So, um, but when I was single and before I was ever on TV, just being a matchmaker and being single was an experience in and of itself. But I pretty much realized that women just want to be heard. They want to mm-hmm. be respected. You know, they just want to be shown um, that that you care and that you're willing to, you know, treat them the way they deserve to be treated. And that's usually all it takes. Yeah. I like hearing him take this in. Take it in. Well, when I was in college, a friend of mine gave me some really great advice once. (laughs) Because, Steve, you know, he goes, uh, I want to do him justice by saying it's right. He goes, you know, Steve, you're you're, you're a really good looking guy until you open up your mouth. (laughs) What a great friend. So so I just learned to kind of talk less, listen more. (laughs) Like these are things that I tried to learn and it worked. Like, you know. But did you say how how you met your wife? Were you just out? I met her on a bus. See, old school. I love an old school meet cute. Mm-hmm. You know, which is now everyone just meeting anywhere met that's online. not online. Yeah, in the real world. <laughs> I say in the wild. Yeah. I've never dated someone that I've met online. Mm. Actually, I've met everyone that I've dated. I've met in person. Weirdly enough. Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, there's three ways you can meet someone. You're either going to be introduced to them, you're going to meet them online, or like you're going to meet them in the wild. Yeah. So if you meet them in the wild, you need to be prepared to act on attraction. Most people don't know how to act on attraction. And it's not um, in a way that isn't very threatening, right? Because last thing somebody wants to is just be like, you know, like At Starbucks, like a Yeah, you don't want to be like yeah. confronted. Yeah, like you got to be like very Galian. chill about it. You got to be like really <laughs> casual yeah. about it. Like you're asking me like what my name cheetah. is and you have a knife. <laughs> yeah, like if I were to, like if I were to hit on Briars, in a, if I were to hit on Briars in a coffee shop, I'd be like, um, random question. Do you, is, is there any difference between French roast and Italian roast? Like, this is your real. This is real. I mean, I would be real, like hypothetically. Real yeah, like, and I'd be I'd like, like, I don't know anything about coffee. You know. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I'd Google it if I had a connection, but I can't. This, there's, it's called triangulation. <laughs> it's actually a, a well-known. Is this an Uber a, fact? A real method. If you want to approach someone that you don't know in a public setting, your best bet is to talk about something. In the setting. Around That's you. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're more likely to engage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's instant relatability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we're And then here. my first thought isn't like, oh, he's definitely like hitting on me. It's yeah. like, oh, he's just asking a question and then you're kind of yeah. distracted. Right. I'm like, yeah. all right, Until French roast, realize- Italian roast, like, what what's the difference? Like was one One's like French. is one stronger or do you actually know the difference? I believe that French is stronger. French is a medium roast. I'm so bad with. Uh, yeah, I only I drink know lattes. Actually, and I don't even really know how that's made. Know the answer to this. Um, dark. Which one's the darker roast? I think Italian is darker. Darker yeah, roast has less caffeine. More caffeine by weight, but less caffeine by like the bean. See, you would know this because this is factually speaking, and you are the <laughs> proprietor of Uber it. Facts. So exactly, this does not surprise me. Exactly, it's a great fact. No, I have a friend named Nick who's like a real. Oh yeah, he still guy. owes me coffee. Oh, you have another friend that like started Nick. a coffee company. Nick, probably. Oh, that's that's my friend John. I mean, yeah. so you're right, Hi, John. <laughs> if you're to your point, though, like if I was in that uh, Erewhon, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> well done. And we were like, you know, perusing the produce section. I'd be like. Um, Sorry, excuse me. Random question: difference between red kale, green kale? Right. Any idea? Consistency? Remain. I think dark. The darker, the more like health benefits. Oh, yeah. Really? You you must be some kind of health enthusiast. Well, I am at Air One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Be, still- I, don't, I don't mean to be rude. I'm Steve. It's nice forward. to meet you. 
Nice to meet you. Would, so let's say, for example, Briars is Is that Air One? Mm-hmm. That's exactly like, how it would what, go. What tips, I mean... What tips would first of all could Briars Briars is asking you for dating tips. She's looking for Chris a man. is She's asking single. for me. Okay, bye. I actually don't think she needs many tips. All she needs to do is just make eye contact and smile. The thing is, is that I would tell you the same thing I would tell it's like any, dog training. Sit, shake, yeah. and you're good. You well, get that treat. I would I would I would tell you the same thing I would tell any young attractive woman, which is that most men will assume you're unavailable. They will assume you're not interested. So it's your responsibility to give an indication of interest mm-hmm. which is smile you know eye contact you know friendly wave something like that just some indication this is after a girl notices a guy looking at her or something yeah. like that do you think the girls should all what these if girls a, listening are going to go out in the world and be like yeah. just start desperately just, just signal, and waiting. it's not desperate it's signaling no, know, it's I just know. like it's just acknowledging people don't like, do that well einstein said um, nice. that gravity can't be held responsible for people falling in love. There's another force that attracts two physical bodies in matters of the heart. And that attraction, that metaphysical attraction between two people is, I think, due to mutual recognition. You acknowledge, you mm-hmm. can tell that the other person is reciprocating that interest. Mm-hmm. And so you approach and you get close enough to say something. And then you say something. And it doesn't need to be a pickup line. It doesn't need to be rocket science. You can triangulate. Think of something in your surrounding that pertains to you and them at the same time. You could be standing on the platform waiting for a train and be like, do you know if the Express is coming next or a local? You know, something like just random question that you can ask somebody. I'm going to start taking the train. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find someone on the train. <laughs> Maybe if we were in Sounds New York. Right, yeah. Yeah. Not, not around here. In Los Angeles. A little sketchy here on the Metro line. Yeah, but, but my point being is that it's all about just engaging, creating a conversation. And then after a second or two where the person's like talking, you can tell that they're obviously, you know, flirting a little bit. And then you just... You're very polite. You introduce yourself and you say, you know, I, don't, I don't mean to be rude. I, I hope there's, there's, I'm not offending a boyfriend or you don't have a husband or something. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be, be rude. And most women will sit there. If they're interested, they're like, no, I'm, I'm actually single. Like, wow, that's, that's really cool. I wasn't expecting that. Well, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. Yeah. It's interesting sense. how shocked people are by single people. But you were saying there are yeah. h- how many, a hundred... 20, 20 million? million. Yeah. No, and the yeah. fact it's is like, most- Oh my God, shut up. You're one but of the acro- 120 million. But across million. the entire country, it, it is hard. And this, that's what my graph is actually at the bottom oh, of this. Wait, are we allowed to see it? Yeah, sure. Oh. Um, well, it's, <laughs> I, I feel like I built it up now. It's not as exciting. It's a visual. But it's basically the, the Drake Ooh, equation, how they, how they- um, what they the equation they use to determine Wait, did, the did, chance Drake of the singer no nothing to do nothing to do with him but it's the equation behind like what are the chances of there being life in space same thing as what are the chances of me finding someone that's attracted to me because you have they have to be single and depending on the city you're like wiping off fifty percent each time whatever so it's so, tough yeah no it really your chances is. are pretty small. No, it really is. What when, about in like LA? this guy in the UK? This logician in the UK, 200. his chance of finding a woman that he liked that was that would like him was like one in two hundred thirty thousand or something like yeah. that. Like your but chances are, are okay. tough. So I was, and I meant to ask this earlier. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think your chances are greater using a matchmaker? Oh, a thousand percent, absolutely. Mm-hmm. People f- seem to forget that matchmaking is the second oldest profession known to man. What's the? 
prostitution. prostitution right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but the idea is that if you are introduced to another person through a trusted intermediary, by, to this day, even more so than online dating or meeting in a bar, it's the number one way to meet someone. When like a friend sets you up. Or a matchmaker. So oh, you're right, just right. set yeah. up by somebody, just someone that you trust. Yeah. yeah so yes, that knows options. both parties. Yeah. Plus it's, I mean, it's not a bad living. I mean, you can, you can make a pretty good living as a matchmaker if you're delivering on your promise and you're, you're creating value for your clients. I mean, fortunately for us, we're very well rated. I mean, we're among the, as far as I know, we're the only licensed and accredited matchmaker in the whole country. You but know? when you hire people for your company, do you, you have to seek out like people, people that are oh, yeah. really good at reading. Like it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that. And yeah. the openings. Uh, yeah. As a matter know, of fact, really we are, we, we are hiring right now for a third matchmaker. We, um, I know fun. someone, his name's Chris. Mm. Oh, I thought you were... Oh, oh. Not I know someone. No, oh, yeah, no, okay. but no, I actually would love to try my hand at matching. Do you really know someone named Chris who's a good matchmaker? No, 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 I was talking about myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no. This would be fun. It, it's, it, yeah. it is fun, but it's demanding. And, yeah. you know, our clients expect results. And so... Well, they're we, putting their life and your, like, their emotional their love life. life in yeah. your hands. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we look at it like... Um, all the people who work in our company are performance-based. So they're compensated based upon delivering matches, delivering coaching, creating clients. Um, so we we will essentially... So there's like commission. It, it's it's finder's fees. It it's like that. a bounty. It's like we pay, like I pay almost $100 a match. Like every time you match someone, here's 100 bucks. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're making 40 matches in a month, you know, I'll pay you $4,000 a month to mm -hmm. be my matchmaker. It's 10 matches a week, you know? So if you so think, I can set two people up a day, right? I mean, like- it, That's it turns, the model. They get paid per match. That's how I pay, yeah. That's how we compensate our staff, that's our matchmakers, awesome. anyway. Yeah. But they have access to Massive a, database. a database of people oh, that yeah. like signed a, up for I your could service. I be a freelance matchmaker if I wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, you could. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, Hello. everybody who works for me is 1099. I think no. the only thing more I fun think we than should dating go, to me is getting other people to date. Yeah, no, it's funny because I built this uh, database system in order to manage all of my clients throughout the country. And so we have really sophisticated technology in order to be able to determine like who's a good fit for each other and, you know, how many matches do I have available within a certain age or distance or what have you. Um, so there's no other matchmaker that I know of that has anything close to what we built. But you could That's put, like I could put two people together, but what makes them a match is that they both agree mm -hmm. to meet up or communicate or like mm -hmm. get numbers. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's got to be mutually exclusive. They both have yeah, to say yes. Right. But okay. the thing is, is that and that's the hardest part. I feel. Yeah. Is well, if they can meet up, their chances are probably pretty good of liking each other in general. It's hard when you're matching two clients with one another. But if you're matching a client with a recruit, it's not as okay. difficult because you say to the recruit, like, "Look, keep an open mind and meet this client. You know, right. if they come back and they have positive things to say about you." And a recruit is someone you just know in life. Let's say hypothetically you were to mention you were available and I happen to know of a guy who had hired us recently that I think would love to meet you. I would simply say, hey, would you mind going through the, you know, going through the steps of qualifying to be matched by going onto my website and filling out a form and proving your identity and authorizing the background check. Uh, and then I'll profile you a little bit and present you to somebody that I think would like to meet you. Mm -hmm. You know, I won't, there's no fee to you. 
there's no no expense. I, I incur the cost to to make. So the you match. just kind of keep a, a database of those people. You're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, here's no, the, I'm no, I'm no, more just curious, like I, how I big the like recruit list is. This being, is the, this is the database. I feel like being a matchmaker is not only a good way, like not only fun to do for, but get like all your for friends, a living, but a great way to also date. Oh, like there's your reason sure. to go up yeah. to someone and be like, hey, are you single? Because I you work seem for like a company. good person. I'm not crazy. And, oh, so I'm, and I'm also like single. So if yeah. you know, like, oh, like, like, <laughs> do you want to join this company and then I'll get your information. And- so let's do a, like a little exercise for you. Like what uh, what age range would you date in? Like no younger than no older than. OK, um, I guess like no 24, 25 okay. for young and then um, 37. Okay. How old did you say you were? <laughs> I feel like you I don't want to offend me. Yeah, I no, appreciate I don't it. Offend yeah, you. don't worry. I'm old as fifty. <laughs> all right. How old so. was that man that does all the holds the plank? Oh, 78. Maybe yeah, I should yeah, right. widen my net. So, um, <laughs> no, okay. No. Now we all know how bad traffic is around here, right? So, oh, oof. so let's just say, yeah. So let's just say within ten miles of your zip code. Okay. All right. So, what's the zip code here? Uh, I don't I know. I live very close to here. Okay. What's the zip code? Um, nine zero zero. Throw out anything. Three six. Okay, we'll use that. That's close to mine. All right. So let's see. Okay, so we're looking at men between twenty four and thirty seven that are within ten miles of nine zero zero three six, and my fancy database spit out. Let's see how many men are going to show up. Seventy five thousand men. Seventy eight. You got. You got. There are guys. Seventy eight men. Seventy eight men who are currently. That are within ten miles that are in Look, that age range that are in my database. Probably looking for you, Briars. <laughs> probably. No, really, they're probably waiting. Yeah, they're probably yeah, like, look down at this guy. on the street. <laughs> like, so look at this guy. What so if this he guy, pulled someone up and I was like, I know this, him. Look at this guy's abs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that guy. He's this got, is very. That that's very well. like Hollywood. Yeah, the, I'm the reminded of where I live. The, the I mean, who took he submitted that photo. Well, That's a I little. Mean, did he I think submit I that? that was he encouraged pretty, to submit that. I'm pretty sure my staff might have found that one. Okay, yeah, okay. Just because yeah. we need to talk to the photographer. Oh, of course. Obviously, the person is fine. <laughs> the lighting it's just the pose. is a little. It was a weird pose. But the guy, would you yay or nay? Here's another guy. Handsome, you know. Did we include height bad here? I need, I need a. How, oh, I need yeah, how tall they are. All right, I oh, should have yeah. put in height. Oh, that guy's six five. You're right. Like, yeah. You're right. I should have put in height. <laughs> I haven't put in height. But. Honestly, if they're over six two, you don't need to show me a photo. Give them some like, long, <laughs> like longer hair. Wow. Yeah, but that's pretty much it's, how it yeah. works. Interesting. That is fascinating. This is my my my. But so, if of- someone is a recruit, are they still on the database, which is like a star? Um, they're in there. Are they in a so, separate? Yeah, no, they're in there. And then we kind of have a color coding system based upon, you know, whether or not we owe them matches, if they're mm-hmm. out of matches, if they're on hold. But I just want to spend like a day in your. In yeah. Yeah. Lying. Behind the scenes. Well, I mean, I'm happy to we'll do an give you a day, part, the part a day, a day in the life of a matchmaker. Our, the part two will be our first oh my like, gosh. on location We'll take cameras episode. around and be like, hey guys. Yeah, um, let's the matchmaking do it. office. What is Love Lab? Love Lab is a verification app for dating. So it's kind of like the Carfax for dating. So you go on, you self verify, and then you can take your dating VIN number anywhere you date. Okay. So people can look you up and be like, yo, what's my dating facts? And make sure you're not like crazy or anything. Right. Like that. So you're not yeah. married. Well, believe it or not, that's people actually. People can get get through it it's really difficult to prove marriage in a lot of states like new york marriage and divorce records are sealed 
So mm-hmm. you can't get either one. And what about in California? California, the information is available, but it costs money. You know, to go oh. out and buy that information. Like a court runner, right? Yeah. So exactly. people can know about all the celebrity marriages. Yeah, but what happens keep is that available. Yeah, but the cool thing about Love Lab is like, so if you go to lovelab.com and like you type in someone's phone number, like to somebody that you want to. Oh, never mind. Let me just say, I was so going like, to say my what? own number. So like, so if you're going to bear my, so like, just as an example, I put in my wife's phone number and so you can oh. see like, oh, okay. So this says, oh, she verified some information. Oh, does she know she's on here? Yeah, she did okay. it for me. So like, you, then you can like download the app and you enter in their phone number and then you can invite them to chat through the app. And that's if you have their phone number. But if you don't have their phone number and they gave you like their code or their email, like you can look them up. So like, for example, if you gave someone your code, then that means, all right, well, I want you to see my verified profile. Otherwise, there's no reason that they would have your code. So if you just, my code is just Love Lab. So if you typed in Love Did Lab. Did you make, create Love? This yeah, is, oh, yeah, this is it. your, Yeah, oh. it's my company, I built it. So you can see here's my full profile, right? So my my trust level is five. Out right? of? Out of five. Oh, okay. So I proved <laughs> my social media, I proved my photo, your I proved my. trust level is how much you are willing to share. Yeah, like how many things will you verify? Some people you come on and they're like trust level two, they're just not sharing exactly. much. Well, two means that they've only verified their photo. Oh, you have to, once you've each thing yeah, gives you Yeah, so you have to level. go through okay. each step. So I verify my background contact information, proof. I prove my age and my identity, I've passed a background check. So you could be like, oh, okay, great. Well, I oh. want to talk to Steve. So it's like download the app, enter my code, invite me to chat. And so in the app, and this is a big thing that like, you know, I found from people who date online is that um, when you find somebody that you are... Um, that you are connected with in the app. Facebook. Well, it's a way to log into my app. Oh, but, but for now. I'm just scared. I know, I'm just scared. Yeah. <laughs> now but, that I know that's a, the dating app. You think dating. Facebook's going to pull the... Yeah. No, I, I mean, you don't have to. Well, I mean, the whole thing is that You we, think you'll be able to still log in via Facebook when they take over the... When they start... Take over the, the world? dating space? Yeah, I mean, they'll still let us because we just resubmitted our application to be oh, nice. approved. Okay, cool. So now Facebook approved us. So now Good. they'll let people into my app using Facebook. All right, so now I'm in, right? So here's my profile. Now, if I were to look for somebody that was already verified or if I like go into my messages, like you can find anybody that you talk to, right? And then once you start talking to them, um, you can actually like take photos and take videos using the camera in the app and you can't add filters. Mm. So when the other person looks at it once, it'll disappear for good. Oh, wow. Snapchat. So it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, but without having to have their Snapchat name, yeah. right? So you don't no really, filters. right. So if you just went on it and you just created your own account, you went through all the verifications, you made up your own code and you gave people your code. Now you can communicate with them without having to give them your phone number, without having to give them any of your social media. You can make sure they look like their photos. They're not lying about their age. They're not lying about their criminal background. And that's all. And we made it free because it was just like, I was like, okay, well, maybe if a bunch of people start using this, I can use the database to suggest to my mat, you know, clients yeah. as matches. I'll, mm. I'm, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, but Love believe it or not. Love.com. Yeah, most people, believe it or not, are the people who complain the most about misinformation online are guilty of putting their own misinformation online. So I think, unfortunately, it's not taking off like wildfire like I would want it to because it's not, there's no way to browse. So mm-hmm. you can't like search, like find people who yeah. are also single in there. It's just meant uh, to be yeah, a tool. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you need a stopwatch or you need a compass, you use it. So it's meant to be a tool that you use when you need it, mm-hmm. not right. meant to be a dating app. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, we can go all, all day, I'm sure. I know. No, seriously. Yeah. I no, I, do. You, I, I feel I want to. 
<laughs> we we'll have to do a part two though. Yeah, I think we're, seriously. We're we're running we're running over. I'm any final any pressing like. No, I, do, I I feel like I need to re-listen to this episode and process it. This is great. Do you have a card? Because then I can match you up. You know, I can set you up with someone. I don't have a card. I can I can give you my card. Okay, we'll have to exchange cards. We we want to recruit her. Yeah, I I, I, I paid a recruit. I think, you, too. I think you should be a recruit. I pay you to recruit. Be a, be a recruiter. Yeah, like no. like you like recruit. guys that you're not interested in. You funnel them to us, and then I'll pay you a finder's fee. For referring them to us, and they don't have to pay us anything. They just got to let us pimp them out. Okay. Yes. You like that? That's idea? awesome. Yeah. Good. Supplemental income. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Did you have any more follow up questions? There's one. There's one thing. I'm not sure if it's too layered, but I don't know if I. I, I will assume you know. More young adults these days are single mm-hmm. than ever before, and are staying single longer. Mm-hmm. Just curious, why do you think that is? They call it gaggling. Gaggling is when you can get the same amount of fulfillment from a gaggle of people than you would have gotten from one person. Okay. So what happens is like women have like their gay male best friend that they go shopping with. And then they have like the one guy that they always bring to family functions that everybody knows like, oh, you're still seeing Bill? How's it going with Bill? Right. And then they have like the other guy that like, you know, he's like their best friend, but it's totally platonic and it's not sexual, you know? And then there's like the guy that's just the fuck buddy. And then there's mm-hmm. like, so they they get what they want by piecemealing it with with people. Okay. When there should be one person <laughs> in theory that you can get all this from. Well, you let's want ju- let's a person say, who'll go shopping with you and like go to your family dinners. I don't and know. You have, like, I like great knowing sexual. a lot of people. I think a consolidated partnership is best. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. We're reaching uh, two days. We burned so. their discs. <laughs> we need to switch the discs. Are there people waiting outside? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. The sun is setting. Oh, that's all, folks. Part two, totally necessary. Yeah, yeah Guys, yes. This has been Factually Speaking. I'm here with Briars Newman. Thank you. And Steve Ward. Check out his book. Crash Course in Love. There might be a part two coming out. 2019, 2019 yeah. Go Hulu, YouTube, Tough Love, VH1. It was a great show. Thanks. Uh, I'm Chris. This has been Factually Speaking. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Factually Speaking, a CastBox original podcast. We have new episodes every week. Please rate and review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.